Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Bryant Crushing at Corrigan, joined as always by my co-hosts, Andrew Dynamite Dobes and Brendan nice. the Producer Pika. Have you hey. said that one before? Maybe, man. Maybe. That it's all right starting to blend together. Uh-oh. I feel pretty good about it, though. I'm, I'm it, it's a good one. It's, it's a, a good one. one. Yeah. You know, I, I'll work more towards it next week. I'm starting to run out of good ideas. Ooh. So We're only like halfway through the season, man. Speaking of halfway through the season, yeah. I thought we could open the show this week by talking about a few strategies to, you know, kind of make that playoff push. Mm-hmm. This season hasn't been all that special for me, but for a lot of people, oh, yourself included, you yeah. guys are having a great season and making uh-huh. that playoff push. So I thought we could give our listeners some tips as they kind of tool up their rosters to prepare yeah. for the Holy Grail, the Fantasy Football Championship. Uh, starting out, here's an easy tip. Look at defenses a week in advance. So something a lot of people do is they look at the defenses for this week. Look at it another week out. If you have the roster spot, that can be pretty helpful. So for example, in two weeks, Pittsburgh plays the Dolphins. Pittsburgh is a pretty widely available defense, but a lot of people aren't looking that far ahead. So if you are able to pick them up now, you can save a lot on waiver priority and free agent acquisition budget if you have it that way as well. So that's a big that's a big one I recommend. That's made a huge difference, at least in my leagues. Mm-hmm. Another one is two-for-one trades. You know, you can only start a certain amount of players each week. Something I like to do is, you know, trade, you know, a good player and an average player for an elite player. You know, you really don't need that much roster depth once you make it past the bye weeks. So if you can trade two pretty good players for an awesome player, that's an upgrade that'll help make your team that much better. It, It makes the trade look way better too. You know, two players for one guy. Right. And usually, you know, you can take advantage of someone who's losing um, because they are in a win now situation. So if you can do do a package deal where you can upgrade your starting roster, that's a win. You know, you don't need a lot of really good players because, like I said, you can only start a certain amount on your team at a time. So try to upgrade those positions. That's a really good one if you have, you know, the, the depth to get it done. And I think the final little bit I'll give to you here is handcuffs. You know, we're seven weeks into the season. It's going to be huge coming up. Injuries will start to happen, especially to running backs. You know, I I listed a few situations in football where the backup running back is in a perfect situation of a team that has a good O-line and has a history and or a predisposition towards giving the work all towards one person. So I'm going to give you the list. Correct me if you think I'm wrong or if anybody else you'd like to add. Don't worry, I will. So these are players that I would stash on on my bench. You know, not hoping somebody gets hurt, but if somebody were to get hurt, there'd be a huge opportunity. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily in, in order, but the number one on my list would be Troy Pollard, the backup for the Cowboys. You've got Gus Edwards from the Ravens. Jamal Williams from the Packers, Latavius Murray from the Saints, Malcolm Brown for the Rams, Rashad Penny for the Seahawks, and Alexander Madison for the Vikings. Yeah. You know, these are all players where if the person ahead of them gets hurt, they step into immediate RB2 and maybe even RB1, or uh, depending on the player. Football, like, or, we saw, like we saw Monday night with the Packers. I mean, <laughs> right. But yeah, we'll get into that. Later yeah, I know. Podcast, we, but we Jamal definitely Williams will. Is already 
a yeah. big transaction trend this week. Showing some value there. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, as we, you know, take that next step into the season, you know, remember it's a long season and you don't necessarily need to try to get breakout players anymore. Mm-hmm. Try, try to f- tool up your lineup for the long for the long haul. Want to prepare for the playoffs. Yeah. I'll leave it like that. You know, week 6 was kind of a pretty straightforward week. It was pretty fun. There was a couple of upsets in here that was surprising yeah no i i dig it i think we can start out with the new york giants who mm-hmm. played the new england patriots last thursday yeah pretty predictable the, the giants got crushed by the patriots not shocking to anybody Mm-mm. i think the biggest standout for the giants was golden tate He's six back. receptions 102 yards and a touchdown wow welcome back golden tate yeah. um it was a broken play that he got his touchdown <laughs> on so I don't want to take that away from him, but his stat line would have looked very different if you know he didn't get that breakaway play. If you had Golden Tate right now on mm-hmm. your team, would you think about trading him because of the good week that he had? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think Sterling Shepard is absolutely ahead of him in the pecking order, and I think Evan Ingram is as well. So if I can get any semblance of value at all. I am trying to move Golden Tate as quickly as possible because I don't think this will happen very frequently. He'll get a lot of targets, but I just don't expect this kind of production uh, week in, week out. Yeah, I got Um, him as a backup. I got him as a backup receiver. (coughs) Because of the good week, think about trading him. Put put it in that two players for one elite player kind of trade. Oh my gosh, I think you'd be lucky to get that perception of him. I think yeah. he's a, a pretty low bench option right now. You know, he's kind of a long shot, but I was impressed. You can talk him up, you know. There's Sterling yeah, Shepard no, coming off certainly can. He does have the good name. Um, but yeah, try to trade him if you can. I don't have that high hopes for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, but over to the Patriots side of the ball, Tom yeah. Brady, he's you know, he's still good. Yeah, getting it yeah. done. It continues to be ugly for the running backs. You know, Sony Michelle, if you have to start one, he's the one you're starting. Mm-hmm. Receivers, pretty quiet. Uh, Josh Gordon apparently avoided a pretty serious injury, uh, but he only ended up with one reception for seven yards. Julian Edelman was the star of the show. Nine yep. receptions for 113 yards. If you had to have a New England Patriot wide receiver on your team, who would it be? Edelman. Edelman for sure. That yeah. And, you know, that's not how I would have expected it going into the season or truly even going into the week. You know, I I was really looking at Josh Gordon being that clear number one, but Julian Edelman is just going to be that consistent high performer. It's that connection with Tom Brady. They just have such a good connection that just unbreakable. I mean, Julian Edelman is the 11th best wide receiver of the year. Josh Gordon's sitting at 50. Philip Dorsett's doing better than Josh Gordon this season. Which yeah, is really yeah. sad for me oh. because I had some high hopes for that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, been a disappointing season for Gordon. Um, you know, I if you can trade him, try. You know, I think there is still that that flashy name. Yeah, uh, and he's staying off drugs, so I guess that's, that's good. a positive. That's, yeah, maybe yeah. that's affecting his ability to play. Um, on the positive side. Yeah, yeah, trying to trying to stay positive here at Barely uh-huh. Athletic. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers, who beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kyle Allen, is he the best quarterback in football? He is (laughs) the undefeated Kyle Allen. I mean, he's been really surprising. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say he's the best quarterback, but 
<laughs> but I the the Panthers are gonna have to have a tough decision. No, shut up. No, come back. No. no. Well, you, a healthy you, Cam is so much better than Kyle. Is Allen. he healthy? Uh, no, he's not healthy yet. But when a fully healthy Cam Newton is better than Kyle Allen, I'm that's, saying, that's all I'm saying. Ride the Kyle Allen train. It's working. You're getting the W. Stick with him until Oof. he until he fails, and then then you put yeah. Cam Newton back. All right. Well, I I can say I was so excited to see Curtis Samuel do anything. Yeah. Um. You know, I started I, him in desperation I in a couple leagues out. because I was hoping. You know, I I like the player. I know he's good. He just hasn't broken out. Mm-hmm. Well, he finally showed up against the Buccaneers. Absolutely. Two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. And did you see the touchdown that he caught? That oh. Yeah, Ooh, all skill. Nice. He really finessed the defender. Yeah, he's a great player. You know, he's just not getting a ton of opportunities with Kyle Allen, but he pieced it together. Four receptions for seventy yards, two uh-huh. touchdowns. Fifth wide receiver this week. I really liked it. You know, I I don't know how much this can continue uh, with Kyle Allen, but when Cam Newton comes back, I think Curtis Samuel could have a really nice end of season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think. I would go to say that I like Curtis Samuel better than DJ Moore at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah. I'm with you there. Uh, over on the Buccaneers side of the ball, Jameis Winston. I am just so sad for what this kid. What's going on with him? I five. What a, was yeah. that five interceptions? Yeah, five in turnovers. One game? Yep. Oh, we just can't be doing that. I mean, he threw for 400 yards, but... A a former number one overall pick. Oh my, I mean, he was on our top 10 list of quarterbacks at the beginning of the season. Well, and once again, he should be. You know, he's getting every opportunity to light the world on fire. And you've seen what he's capable of. He just has not been able to piece it together. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, Jameis Winston, he's not rosterable. You can't trust him. Uh... Yeah, if you have him, drop him for somebody else. Yep. The running game continues to be a mess. Ronald Jones, he only had four carries. He looked good with him, mm-hmm. but he only had 10 yards and touchdown. On his touchdown run, he showed some juke ability, which is nice to see. Yeah, But it's, it's muddled. It's messy. Peyton Barber only had eight carries for 28 yards. It's gross. So if I have to choose one, I'm having Ronald Jones on my bench. But that's a that's a running yep. back situation to avoid. They're on a bye this week, so I really hope Bruce Arians can can figure it out. See I what? hope he can see that Ronald Jones is their best option. So I really hope yep. he relinquish, relinquishes that backfield to Jones. I I guess I really don't care which running back <clears throat> is going to be better. I just want one of them to be better than the other. I want one of them to get more of an opportunity than the other one because right now they're splitting shares, and neither of them are good enough to to be in the starting roster for me. So, and it's frustrating because if yeah. it was one person, they'd be a pretty good fantasy football running yeah. back. Yeah. So that's, that sucks. I'm, I am hoping over their bye week, they get that figured out. Chris Godwin is a legitimate, I think top five wide receiver rest of the season. Yeah. He could finish top five. Yeah. 10 receptions for 151 yards. This guy gets it done week in, week out. Even Mike Evans showed up with nine receptions for 96 yards. Mm -hmm. I think as weird as it looks and as weird as it feels to say, Mike Evans is the number two receiver. (laughs) Number two. I mean, Chris Godwin, like you said, he's the number one receiver uh, of the year, leading the league in receiving yards, leading the league in receiving touchdowns. So he's, he's just a shining star right now. 
Yeah, and and truthfully, he does have this kind of weird feeling to him where he doesn't feel like a legitimate wide receiver one. Yeah. Tell me if tell me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. I would be willing oh. to trade DeAndre Hopkins for Chris Godwin or straight up. Chris Godwin straight up. It's, that feels gross. It's really hard to agree with you because it's, you know, it's a who we predicted would be the best wide receiver this year mm-hmm. in DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins ranked 35th of the year right now. Yeah, and he, and he'll turn it around. I'm not giving up yeah. on DeAndre Hopkins. He'll be he still has a 26% target share in that offense. So he's still good, but Chris Godwin, if I, you can take advantage of somebody not really noticing how good Godwin is, I would try to flip, you know, a DeAndre Hopkins you, for him. You have a good chance cuz DeAndre Hopkins is still a huge name. I mean, I think I think that's not that crazy of a of a deal of an offer cuz I mean, Willie Sneed's playing better than DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, you know, we are seven weeks into the season. You know, it's really hard to get out of that kind of mindset you had going into the season. For example, before the season started, would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Uh, Chris Godwin? Obviously, D-Hop. Oh, absolutely. I don't think anyone would disagree. Yeah, we're seven weeks in. Chris Godwin, but... You have to give up that feeling of just grossness Mm -hmm. and bite the bullet. Chris Godwin's better than DeAndre Hopkins right now. Yep. Um... You know, Mike Evans, the best wide best wide receiver wide two in the two. league. Yep. Um, happy to see he still shows signs of life, but Chris Godwin's still way far ahead of him. It's kind of weird. Up, it's, it's like the tight end situation with Cameron Gray and OJ Howard. <laughs> yeah, expected just, OJ just Howard gross. to be to be the best tight end. All of a sudden, Cameron Brate's playing better yeah. than him. So playing well. I don't know what's going on in Tampa, but they got to. They got to figure something out. I don't know. It's just a mess. Yeah, it's it's a mess. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals who fell to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Let's start with the Bengals. Once again, just a gross situation. Mm -hmm. Really, I don't feel good about anybody. You know, the... I, I guess they don't even have a a bright spot. I I think Auden Tate. Auden Tate, you were right on Auden Tate. He's been the best player for the last two weeks for the Bengals. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon, eight carries for ten yards, two receptions for twenty nine. Not what you expect after for, from a uh, early second rounder. Well, and people keep saying, "Oh, he's still involved. Wait for the bounce back. Wait yeah. for the bounce back." Yeah. He had one we bounce back game. Se- <laughs> we are seven weeks in. I was really hyped if, about, but if you can trade him for anything, uh, I would take it. Yeah. You know, what caliber player do you think you could trade Joe Mixon for right now? Oh, see, it, it's good because he's still a big name. It's kind of like the D-Hop uh, situation. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at at players that we didn't expect to be great. I'm thinking like a Carlos Hyde, uh, oh. which is it's, it's <laughs> you're, rough to say. You're, you're telling me I'm you saying, would trade Joe Mixon for Carlos Hyde. I... I would consider it. I mean, Carlos oh, Hyde's yeah, playing better than Joe, Joe so Mixon. Much to, yeah, no, uh, I, I understand Phillip the point. Lindsay. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, we need to move on. This is this is that's, just I mean, that's about me. the level because those are like my two least favorite players. You can't get anyone else. I mean, no one's going to trade Josh Jacobs. No one's going to trade away Marlon Mack. Yeah. You know, for those no, players. I think you're right. Yeah, if you can pair like a Joe Mixon and Auden Tate for a Marlon Mack. Please that, do it. That would be that would be pretty good. 
Yeah. No, and once again, that's an example of the two-for-one package deal. Yeah. Um, yeah oh, Tyler no. Boyd disappointed in a major way. This offense is oh, gross. It, uh, I think it's, it's, it's hands off. It's rough. I mean, they're they're on that <laughs> tanking for Tua train, you know? Except, yeah. Except, uh, you know, there, there's a couple other teams in the running. So yeah, it's competitive. We'll, we'll get to that in a couple of, uh, <laughs> couple matchups here. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. <sighs> Lamar Jackson, once good. again, showed he's the quarterback one. Yeah. And I think, you know, I still think Mahomes will finish as the uh, quarterback one, mm-hmm. but Lamar Jackson's not making it easy. He really demonstrated his value with rushing ability, 152 rushing yards on the ground. Yeah. Had a rushing touchdown, still passed for over 200 yards in the air. Great showing, great showing. Uh, Mark Ingram carried the ball. He is a very pedestrian running back at this stage in his career. But in the Ravens offense, that's all you need. It works. You know, he's going to consistently get between 40 and 80 yards a week and has a 75% chance of a touchdown, mm-hmm. which is a awesome running back too. Yeah, absolutely. And then we got Mark Andrews, who was – one yard short of 100. That bothers me a little bit. Still had a good game, though. Six receptions, 99 yards. Fourth best tight end this week. Uh, I think he's been pretty solid. He had a couple of uh, couple slumps, but I think he proved that uh, he can make top five this year. Yeah, and I think he's the number one receiver on this team for Lamar Jackson. You know, he's kind of performing in kind of a Kelsey-esque role. He's Kelsey Light, yeah. if you will. You know, he's so heavily involved. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson really trusts him. He puts them in, in opportunities to really get yards after catch. Mm-hmm. So really like Mark Andrews. I like him more than Marquise Brown or any other receiving really option on this team. By far. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Mark Andrews is a top five tight end. Tight end is awful yep. this year. And his you you know, production, Andrews. ability, and involvement makes him a top five. Uh-huh. Next up, we have the Houston Texans, who, in a little bit of an upset, what beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, let's start with the Chiefs. Mahomes is obviously hurt. Um, you know, still puts up great numbers. Yep. 273 yards through the air, three touchdowns, one interception. He's playing hobbled. You know, his ankle injury does seem to be affecting him. Mm-hmm. He's not at 100%, but he still is a top quarterback yeah. in the league. Yeah, you could tell by watching him play, he just did really look like himself but luckily he got some help from Tyreek Hill <laughs> five or seven yeah, yards. Back. two touchdowns how about that uh what Tyreek Tyreek Hill's second touchdown where Mahomes is like I'm just gonna lob it up double coverage and then little Tyreek Hill's just gonna jump 50 feet in the air and catch it that was yeah mind mind-blowing yeah no I mean I'm trying to be a professional here but that's the second Second worst thing he's ever done is beat that coverage. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! We're getting for this. Um, ah, yeah, good. That was a while ago. Yeah, Tyreek. You know, say whatever you want to say about him off the field. Yep. He is a fantastic football player, uh, and you know now that he's back, he's a solid top five wide yep. receiver. Um, when it comes to the running game, it is a mess uh, between McCoy, both Williams, mm-hmm. Daryl, and Damian. They're all heavily involved with each other. If I had to start one, it'd be Damien. Yep. But, you know, LaShawn McCoy makes me nervous. He's still heavily involved. Um, yeah, it looks yeah. like LaShawn McCoy is getting the uh, the ground game and both Williams involved in the passing game. But, yeah, LaShawn McCoy 
eight carries, uh, led the team. Damian Williams, one carry. Um, it, it really, their run game's non-existent. It's kind of like their wide receivers. You know, you're kind of just, you know, playing one, hoping it works yeah. out. Uh, the only one I'd be comfortable starting would be Damian Williams. LaShawn McCoy could be a desperation flex, but I'm avoiding it if I can help Bi-week it. Bi-week flex kind of deal. You know, now that Tyreek is back in the picture, yeah. you know, I, I really don't want to start any other wide receiver. You know, Sandy uh, Watkins has been dealing with injury. And, you know, he's a lizard man, so you'd well, watch out for that. Yep. For people who don't know, he called himself the Lizard King. Just follow so him I'm on not Twitter. just making that up. Look at his Twitter, and then you'll just you'll be in a uh, two-hour session of just scrolling through all the weird tweets. Yeah, just weird stuff. It's a good time. Travis Kelsey has been, you know, I, I think it's safe to consider his season to be a disappointment so far. It's not been great, but I think people are thinking of him they're comparing to his performance last year. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, he's got almost 500 receiving yards this year and a touchdown. Uh, I think the reason why people are a little disappointed is the lack of touchdowns. I mean, he's leading the league. He's leading tight ends in uh, in receiving yards. So that's good. I just feel like people were expecting so much from him that when he has an okay performance, people are disappointed. Yeah, no, and Patrick Mahomes has really been spreading the love with touchdowns, yeah. uh, which has hurt Kelsey. But I think there'll be positive regression there. And if he can take advantage of somebody and get Kelsey into trade, his, I think his yards will continue to be similar to what they have been. But I think he's going to have a positive regression when it comes towards touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, to the Texans side of the ball, Deshaun Watson continues to be you know, a really yeah. stellar quarterback. Two great weeks you know, in a row for him. Yeah, and once again, it's that mix of rushing and throwing that really gets it done. Carlos Hyde, the thorn in my side, the person I love to hate, he's getting it done. I love him. You know, he looked like he was out of gas, but he's finding new life with the Texans. He had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, as much as I hate it. He's he's doing better than, you know, carry on Johnson and and, uh, who else? James White. Obviously, Sean McCoy, but players like. Yeah, no, I I think Carlos Hyde is a flex with an RB2 uh, kind of ceiling. Yeah, so great. I like him. It's gross, but no, if you picked him up off waivers, Mm. congratulations. Uh, Will Fuller falls back down to earth. Only five receptions for 44 yards. I think the main story here is DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. Nine receptions. I like that. Mm -hmm. But only 55 yards. He dropped a touchdown. Watching the game as a Hopkins owner, I was screaming at the TV because I want nothing more than for him to score a touchdown. If he scored the touchdown, you're feeling a lot better about him. But, you know, he still has such a high target share. He has 26% of the team's targets. Uh, He's going to have positive regression. I'm waiting for it. And it just feels gross waiting and waiting and waiting. But... You know, it's, it should happen. Everything's lining up for him to have a huge second half of the season. Still heavily involved. Still incredibly talented. Just a mixture of being unlucky and touchdowns going to other players. Yeah. So DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is a good buy-low candidate. Like we said, think about trading for him. If you can get a good deal out of him, a lot of people are putting him up on the trading block. Uh, because, I mean, like you said, you're a DeAndre Hopkins owner, and it's frustrating. And people yeah, are no. looking for mm-hmm. other options. So take advantage of that feeling. Yeah, no, it's 
has not been fun. He still has the name. And like I said, he still has, you know, the things that make a great wide receiver. Mm -hmm. It just hasn't all connected yet, but I I do expect it to connect moving forward. Yeah. Uh, I think that sums up this game. Anybody else you want to bring up? Um, Oh, Duke Johnson Johnson, did score a touchdown. touchdown. You can ignore him. Yeah. Yeah. I ignore it. Still Carlos Hyde's going to be the, the better running back. Um, tight end, Darren, Darren Fells. (laughs) Darren Fells isn't, you know, he didn't have a bad game. Uh, it was kind of a rough week for tight ends. So Darren Fells, six receptions, 69 yards, um, ranked sixth this week. Maybe if you, you know, have Will Disley Ugh. think about picking up Darren Fells, kind of. He's, he got targeted, yeah. you know, yeah. a couple times yeah, last week. But if, it's not pretty. if you need a tight end, I mean, he's always there. Yeah, you can do worse. Yep. Uh, next up, we have the saddest matchup Most, is the, the, the tank bowl, the Washington professional football franchise yeah. taking yeah. on the Miami just pathetic Dolphins. They scored 16 points. Yeah. Here's the bright side, man. Terry McLaurin is an absolute stud. Yeah. Um, love the kid. Only had four receptions, but he yeah. did over 100 yards yeah. and two touchdowns. Wow. Yeah, this is way more than you ever thought you were going to get when you drafted or picked up Terry McLaurin off waivers, but he's showing to be a really capable player. It was the you know, they have a, only exciting player this game. Yeah, no, truly. Yeah. And I do think Case Keenum is the only quarterback on this roster that delivers value, mm-hmm. but Alex Smith was practicing earlier today. Uh, and I, I think that if Alex Smith comes back, I do think that'll be a, a same level of ability for Terry McLaurin to produce. Who would you choose? Case Keenum, because he's got better connection uh, with Terry, or would you go with, in my opinion, a little better quarterback, Alex Smith? Yeah, because I don't care about Washington, yeah. because I only care about fantasy points. Okay. I'd start Case Keenum, right. because I think he's a little bit more of a gunslinger. Uh but Alex Smith is a better quarterback uh, by far. So I think that would either way, Terry's going to have value, but I think he'll have more yards, less touchdowns with Smith, more touchdowns, less yards with Case Keenum. Keep it going with Keenum. Keep that connection. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think there's that wrong of an answer, but yeah, keep, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think Case Keenum should be, should be the quarterback. Something that's not broken. Adrian Peterson. 23 carries, 118 yards. That yeah. was something. I think that's fool's gold. He didn't look that great. He just faced the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And the Dolphins, I have a theory about the Dolphins. So they could have kicked a field goal, right? Or kicked yep. an extra point, sorry. Kicked an extra point going to going to, uh, to overtime. I have a theory that they wanted to go for two, and they purposely failed. So then they can, so they can tank for Tua. Just my theory. Yeah. Pulling in my, uh, I was going to get political. <clears throat> I don't want to do that. You're a tinfoil hat. Yeah, tinfoil hat. That's better. I was going to compare yep, myself yep. to someone. Not going to do that. Nope. Nope. Don't do nope. it. Avoiding it. Moving on. Uh, the Saints, you know, had a pretty sad showing against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. The final score was New Orleans Saints 13, Jacksonville Jaguars 6. Boring game. Yeah, no, this was a rough one. So Alvin Kamara had a very disappointing performance, only had 11 carries for 31 yards. He did, however, have seven receptions. Disappointingly, only had 35 yards. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, He did look hampered by his ankle injury. Mm -hmm. It didn't look like the normal Alvin Kamara 
we all know and love. It would be a different. But the Jaguars. Game. It would be a different game yeah. if Kamara was healthy. Yeah, and the Jaguars showed up. They looked ready to roll. So you know, I think just comes up to be a, a rough game for the Saints. I think better days are ahead. Yeah. Drew Brees should be coming back soon. Alvin Kamara is still a locked and loaded enough. top five RB. Yeah, yep. You got to stick with Kamara. I mean, you're going to have bad weeks for each player. Uh, and I think this is just one of them for Kamara. I think that, you know, give him a week to heal up. And I think, you know, week seven, he should be he should be back and uh, better than ever. So I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't jump on Latavius Murray at all. I know he got more yards than Kamara, but you know, if you want Murray as a, you know, as a cuff, go for it, but he definitely doesn't make my my starting lineup at all. Yeah, no standalone value. Uh and the other highlight is Jared, Jared Cook. Cook. Three receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Tight end sucks. Yeah. He caught a touchdown, that's really the only thing he did. You know, if you just lost uh, Will Disley, Jared Cook would be a fine replacement. He'd be fine. It um, looks like Teddy Bridgewater favorites Cook more than Breeze does, though. Right, yeah. right. Um, on the other side of the ball, Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. A tough showing. Gardner Minshew did not show much magic. Uh, yeah. That was, it, was really? Really, like, it was a rough game for the Saints. It was even worse for the Jaguars. I mean, Gardner Minshew, 14 for 29, 163 yards, and an interception. No touchdowns for uh, Mustache Mania, Minshew Mania, however you want to say it. Yeah, no, the only bright spot was Leonard Fournette. He got the work we like, 20 carries. You know, he had fine production, 72 yards rushing and 46 yards receiving. That's those are RB one numbers. Throw a touchdown in there, you're looking at a top oh, five yeah. performer. So I like that. DJ Chark came back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Three receptions for forty three yards. It's just going to be the yo yo. Minshew looked out of his league, um, and I think DJ Chark suffered because of it. But I think brighter days are ahead. Their connection looked really good. I think it's going to go go back to normal in the next couple. Where weeks. do you think Chark is going to finish end of season? Just out of curiosity, where do you think he's fit oh, right man. now? He's fifth right now at the moment, 528 yeah. yards, five touchdowns, 30 receptions. I don't like being glass half empty kind of guy, but I think Minshew mania will be dying out between Nick Foles coming back and I think the rest of the NFL figuring out how to stop Minshew. I think he finishes the season as a low kind of a, towards the back end of a top 20 wide receiver. Oh, wow. So he'll still have value, but I'm I'm dropping him a lot. I am really fading DJ Chark. All right. I just, I don't think there's a whole lot of upside left. He showed great, you know, these past couple weeks. You saw a really talented player, but a lot of blown coverages and a lot of teams, you know, purposely trying to dare Minshew to throw. Yeah. And every once in a while, he connected. So I think that's the yep. NFL allowing um, DJ Chark to be in a spot to be successful. So I'm fading. I, I got him top 15. I think there's other wide receivers that are going to pass him. You know, there's Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Edelman, even DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to finish above DJ Chark this season. Yeah. So. Yep, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks, who beat the Cleveland Browns in a barn this burner. This fun game to watch. Yeah, no, this is probably my favorite yeah. game of the week. You know, we'll start it's with the Seahawks. Favorite, but... 
I think everybody performed reasonably well. Yep. Russell Wilson is a fantastic quarterback. Everybody who thought this team wouldn't have enough value uh, in the throwing game was wrong. Yeah. Russell Wilson is a top flight quarterback and his receiving options did well. Yeah. Tyler Lockett had 75 yards. DK Metcalf was involved. Um, you know, it looked good. Yeah. Chris Carson, you know, is a RB one as weird as it is to say. It feels great. He keeps it feels great to say that. Let's be honest. Yeah. Breaking it tackles. Great to say that. Andrew, uh-huh. as always, you are a genius. Yeah. And you got this one right. Man, I hope so. I mean, he's 11th right now this season. He's still got a chance to finish top five, though. Maybe. Maybe. I think that's it, a stretch, it's gonna happen. But you know what? That's what he I, outperformed my expectations. my prediction at the beginning of the season. A lot of people thought that Seahawks is going to be all run game, however. Uh, people thought Penny was going to be more involved. But, yeah, I Tyler Lockett, man, I think he's been a – he's been kind of going under the radar uh, for the last – you know, for this season. Yeah. And, 10th mm-hmm. best wide receiver this year. Yeah, if I he's one of those players that, you know, we're seven weeks in. He's underrated. Yeah. If you can take advantage of the owner, absolutely do it. I think he's a player who has, like you said, underrated and outperformed expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lone, you know, sad spot yeah. in this game, Will Disley left the game. Tore, tore his Achilles. That is a devastating is injury to come really back from. Sad. He's out for the season. Um, he's safe to drop in Dynasty Leagues. You know, you saw his involvement and his talent. So Dynasty, I think he's a hold. Yep. But in redraft, he's safe to drop. Yep. Yeah, he was the sixth best tight end of the season. Uh, yeah, it's just unfortunate with him. I, I was really liking him. But, yeah, just, again, unfortunate, really sad news for Will Disley. But that could mean more more targets to Tyler Lockett or DK, so who knows? Yep, yeah, let's try to make a yeah. positive out of a negative. Uh, over to the negative. <laughs> it's going to be a little, it's going to be really hard <laughs> to say positive here. We're talking about Here's Browns. good news. Yes. Nick Chubb is fantastic. Yeah, second best running back this week, for sure. Odell Beckham Jr., still good at football. Yards. Ricky Seals-Jones. Shockingly, yeah. put up another good performance. Yep. You know, I think he's in the tight end streaming conversation. I agree. Fifth best this week. This might be a huge question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's a fun stat okay. for you: Lamar Jackson uh-huh. has 11 touchdowns this season. Yes. Baker Mayfield yeah. has 11 interceptions this season. Oh no! That is as interesting as it yeah. is sad. Baker Mayfield, you know, I there's so many people who, you know, spent a lot on him this offseason because they were like, oh, there's no way he can't be amazing. Well, you are seeing the downside of Johnny Menzel Part 2. And just kidding, that's very mean. Now, but, eh. you know, there's there's some, there's some, a lot of questions. some similarities there. Yeah. How do you view Baker Mayfield and what he can do for this uh, offense? I just think he's overhyped. Um, he was even overhyped by me. I I expect a lot of great things. Shocking. Um, but I I still was smart enough to not, you know, overpick. You know, not. Wow, yeah. way to really take accountability yes. for that. Yes. Um, yeah. I I just I can't see him. I can see him maybe finishing top twenty, but anything wow. anything higher than that, I I just can't see. He's ranked twenty fifth right now. You got quarterbacks like Joe Flacco doing better than him. Teddy Bridgewater, who Ooh. hasn't even started the entire season. 
uh, Marcus Mariota, your favorite quarterback. Like <laughs> it's it's I I can see him, you know, maybe passing some of those players, uh, especially you know players like Teddy Bridgewater. But I I can't see anything higher than top twenty. Yeah, I'm not starting Baker uh, if I can help it. But I do think he's going to be good enough where his receiving weapons still have yeah. value. Um, it's been an, it's been a roller coaster so far. I know with Odell Beckham Jr., he's had a couple great games and a lot of very forgettable games. I think Baker Mayfield will be able to put it together enough so that Odell Beckham Jr. is relevant, Ricky Seals-Jones, yep. and Nick Chubb still have value. I'm cooling on Jarvis Landry. I wasn't really that excited about him in the first place, but... He's on the flex slash bench radar. I'm not excited about starting him. I think there's there's three play people you want to start on this team. We'll go two safe starts: Odell Beckham Jr., Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. I yeah, I still like I like Jarvis Landry a little more than you. I still got him low end flex. Uh, didn't have that good of a week: three receptions, 36 yards. But I still kind of yeah, like pretty him. bad as a flex. No, nothing yeah. high, nothing higher than a than a low end flex. <laughs> A yeah. lot of better players in it, fantasy-wise. Yeah, no, I I think the Browns are on an upswing again. You know, this was a good offensive showing. Um, yeah, I think they're trending upwards in the right direction. All right. Speaking of trending in the right direction, the Minnesota Vikings yeah. dismantled the Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. Kirk Cousins, you know, he proved he has some talent. He's got some talent. Uh, <laughs> I always I, I know I was roasting him and that's just me being really upset. Yeah. But that was a that yeah. was a very fun game to watch. So thank Yeah. He played great. So we'll break down the Vikings great showing. Kirk Cousins, I don't expect this from him all the time, but I think now Mike Zimmer's realizing you can't run the ball to the extent that yeah. they were having a more balanced playbook. Stefan Diggs. Wow. Went crazy that was awesome. uh, 167 yards three touchdowns holy crap good yeah. for him uh i hate him and i would not <laughs> want him i wouldn't want to start him in any capacity oh, but man. if you started him congrats yeah. you've got students. i know a lot of people including myself that uh benched him this week and yeah and right i had so. a lot of mixed emotions after that game <laughs> it was it was awesome. I mean, 167 yards, three touchdowns, best wide receiver this week. Um, I I definitely would I I don't expect Diggs to perform anything close to this uh, throughout the season. This is going to be, in my opinion, the best game uh, this season. From oh, Diggs. shut up! Yeah, yeah. So of no, course. here's what you do. He won't, he won't even score as many points here's the rest of the season do. as he had this one game. Trade him right now. Right now, yeah. look for options. He scored. He, Find the so Vikings fans this week. <laughs> Trade him right now. Well, he's hot because I don't think. Yeah, yeah, I don't think this is going to happen this next week. Yeah, no. If you can pair once again, pair up a Stephon yeah. Diggs with somebody else mediocre to get a, a better yeah. player. Do it up. Uh, Adam Thielen, you know, less exciting, but still good. 57 yards and a touchdown. I did a job. I still like Thielen way more than Diggs. Davlin Cook continues to impress. I think that sums up the Vikings. You know, I'm I'm excited to see the offenses, uh, the uh, receiving options look better and get more involved. Hopefully we stay more consistent. Yeah, no, Cook is an auto start. Thielen's an auto start. Diggs is a high upside flex. You see what he can Mm -hmm. do. 
Um, you know, Eagle side of the ball, a little more rough, but Vikings yeah. are a great defense, so it's to be expected. Jordan Howard came back down to earth. You saw his floor. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders looked great. He had a good week. Yeah, 86. He finally had a good week. Yeah, 86 total yards and touchdown. I'm still starting Howard ahead of him, but shows yeah. goes to show you he is a talented rookie. There is potential there for some fantasy points. Yeah, no, uh, Zach Ertz continues to disappoint. Not the yep. season people were hoping for. Predicted that, though. Yep, yeah, I'm glad we were ahead of that curveball. Uh-huh. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Right, you always listen to us. Yeah, always. We know we know everything. <laughs> At least we try our best and we're humble. Uh-huh. Alshon Jeffrey, 10 receptions, 76 yards and a touchdown. Alshon yep. Jeffrey is a, a wide receiver who's really been outperforming, I think, expectations. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz really trusts him. He's a great possession receiver. I think he's going to continue to be a wide receiver too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I like him in that wide receiver uh, two spot. Um, he's a little bit on the lower end. He really, he, he is the guy in Philly. Um, but yeah, low end wide receiver two for me. So I have a question for you. Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. you know, everybody okay. just, everybody perceives him as a top tier quarterback yeah. in real life. When it comes to we fantasy do. football, you know, where do you have him ranked? Where do you see his true value being? Well, we predicted him, I think number seven. This year, at the beginning of the season, yeah, that's pre-ranking. That, that was way too high, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, he's number nine right now. I think that he can still stay in the top ten for me, though. Do you like Kyler Murray or Carson Wentz? Rest is Kyler time. Murray. Kyler Murray. Interesting. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, Kyler Murray. He's got yeah. more passing yards. Um, he's got more rushing yards, more rushing touchdowns. Really, the only thing that Carson Wentz has Kyler Murray beat on is passing touchdowns seven to 12 and then one less interception. So I like Kyler Murray because I just think he has more upside and he's just fun to watch. It's just such an we'll, exciting. We'll, we'll get into Kyler Murray when we talk about the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, I'm getting excited. Tom Brady, Carson Wentz. Uh, oh man, that's a tough one. Cause Tom Brady's having a really good year. I'm going Carson Wentz though. Cause like you always talk about, Tom Brady usually does really good beginning of the season, and then he just slowly falls down. <laughs> slowly falls down. And slowly what, falls down, Carson Wentz is going to go up. So. Yep, yeah, no, I like it. Okay. They're going to pass, Carson Wentz is going to pass Tom Brady, who's just ranked one high in Carson Wentz this season. So, All right. Uh, <laughs> another uh, opposite of a barn burner, Tennessee yeah. Titans, zero oh, no. against Denver Broncos, 16. How I think, many goose eggs have we had this season? Oof, too many. I, too many is the answer. Yeah. Uh, I think the saddest storyline from this was Marcus Mariota got benched for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. That's, that's not good. No. That's, that's not good. And I don't think it's deserved. I think Mariota's having no. a fine season. Uh, and I think Mariota's way better than Tannehill. So I'm not quite sure what that was yeah. about. Uh, the only bright spot uh, was uh, Derrick Henry. You know... It's he gets the opportunities, you know. Yeah. He's a week in, week out starter. Delaney Walker, you know, he's one of those streaming tight ends. You know, if he's available and you just lost to Will Disley, if you can feel mm-hmm. fine throwing him in there, he has just as good of a chance to score a touchdown as anybody else. I think that sums up the Titans. It's that really gross. sums up the Titans. Um, I can't really think of anyone else. I mean, yeah, no, and there really uh, isn't. Uh, yeah, it was. Just a rough match. Here's a player I was wrong on. 
Philip um, Lindsay. I we were both wrong on that. I we just I hate the Broncos. I hate the Broncos. I just don't like the situation they're in. I don't like the run game. And here's the thing. We weren't entirely wrong. The touchdown scoring has been the difference maker. Philip Lindsay, 15 carries. Royce Freeman, 11 carries. They both had almost 70 yards. Philip Lindsay had 70. Royce Freeman had 72, or sorry, 76 total yards. It's just Philip Lindsay got the touchdown. So it's a very split backfield. If you have Philip Lindsay, you are very happy that he keeps getting the goal line opportunities. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to receiving options, Emmanuel Sanders pooped the bed. One reception yeah. for zero yards. He got zero yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike Evans. Yeah, he pulled <laughs> a Mike Evans. At least he got a reception. This that's game. true. That's that's one one There's better than he did. One point or half a point. <laughs> depending on what league you're in or zero i guess uh Cortland sutton you know continues to impress yeah breakout receiver uh four receptions for 76 yards i really like him you know even though flacco's yep. his quarterback and the broncos aren't what you'd expect to be uh, a high performing offense i think sutton has made his way into the high-end wide receiver three low-end wide receiver two category i, I got him as a wide receiver two he's he's uh, along the lines of just not as good as, but kind of like Tyler Lockett. Very oh, under the radar. Get out of here. No, Very, shut up. No, it's a Tyler Lockett. Hear me out. Tyler Lockett, 10th best wide receiver this year, right? Then it goes Edelman, then Cortland Sutton. 12th best wide receiver this I year. I think Lockett is so much better. I think Lockett's better, but I'm saying Sutton's another player that's going under the radar. Okay, he's another under the yes. radar. Okay, yes. with that, I agree. Um, I think he's clearly... Better than Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel yep. Sanders had a good start to the season, but I think Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton is starting to emerge as a true wide receiver one as yep, he continues to break out. The Dallas Cowboys continue to suck against... This was yeah. my favorite game of the week. And awesome. As much as I'm a fan of the Cowboys, it is just fun to see Sam Darnold back. Yeah, no, the Jets beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys continue to fall in the power rankings. Yeah, they are awesome. struggling. They're just bad against teams that are green. Packers, I Jets. Guess. Yeah, I didn't know that that's what it comes down Saints to. had green in them, but... Well, other teams, too. Okay. Uh, Dak Prescott struggled. Uh, yep. 277 yards and a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Zeke was another highlight of this game. Zeke had 28 yep. carries. Love that. For 105 yards and a touchdown. And he had 47 receiving yards. Yeah, and, it's a good week by Zeke. Yeah. Oh, that rhyme. Didn't even think about that. Oh, my gosh. That. Yeah, he's a, I, don't, I don't think before I talk, so. Nailed it. Surprised me when it rhymed. He's a top three running back, locked and loaded. Amari Cooper left the game early with a quad injury, and he's doubtful for week seven. He's got a heavy bruise, I think was the exact term that they used. Uh, apparently, it's incredibly painful and makes football very difficult. So I think he I think is really truly sad. doubtful. They might that give him really another week to recover. Oh, so no. I'm sorry if you started him, and I'm oh. sorry if you have him. This might be a tough one to come back from. I don't want him to be out. <laughs> He's doing so good. He's number four. Yeah. He's number four. I predicted top five this year. He's got to finish top five. I don't think it's looking oh. great. Sorry, buddy. It's not. It's not. That's why I'm so upset. Uh, Michael Gallup obviously gets a bump up if Cooper's gone. 
Uh, yeah, kind of a disappointing showing overall from the Cowboys, with the exception of Zeke. Yeah, with the Jets, I think they're they're really surprised about how good the Jets actually played. They were really caught uh, off guard. I was really excited about the Jets coming into the season, and mm-hmm. I think this game exemplified why that yeah. was. Darnold looks incredibly competent, uh-huh. over 300 yards, two touchdowns. He really did command this offense in a totally different way than Luke Falk and whoever else the crap was yeah. out there. Trevor Simeon. Oh, God. Played, yeah. Like a couple plays. Yeah. So happy to have Darnold back. Yep. We were telling you, try to get Robbie Anderson. <laughs> yep. I like, and Crowder. And Crowder. Well. We like yeah. both of them. Uh, I picked up Crowder, started him. It was awesome. If you did the same, you're happy, even though yep. you wish Crowder got two more yards because he was at 90, finished with 98 yeah. yards. But huge game by by the receiving core. Oh, and this is great news for Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon yeah. Bell is struggling. I think he slots right back in as a top 10 running back. Robbie yep. Anderson becomes a top 20 wide receiver. James, or, uh, wow, Jamison Crowder <laughs> becomes a top. Uh, I think he's a high-end wide receiver three and in a ppr league i think he's a low-end wide receiver two who's who finishes higher this year fantasy points in robbie anderson half point robbie robbie robbie's got the big play Um, i like both of them yeah i do too you gotta start him from now on if you have them in your in your uh in your squad yeah this is an underrated team that i think can actually really compete so yeah they are going Welcome up back, Sam. Next week, though. That's yeah. That's not good. I do not like any of them that's next not week. Good. I actually like Crowder. Forward. We'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in the in the week okay, seven the preview. preview. Okay. But yeah, huge weight lifted off Le'Veon Bell's shoulders. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. Everything just kind of started clicking this game. So good for yeah. Sam Darnold, ninth best quarterback this this week. So awesome to have him back. Cowboys, what are you doing? Uh, the next game is my. It was my favorite game. Of the week. The Falcons right. lost yeah. to the Arizona Cardinals. Battle yep. of the Birds. This was a, this was a fun one. This yeah, no, I was thrilled. Really, everybody, yeah. almost everybody performed great. Matt Ryan went off. You know, yep. he performed. He was the number one quarterback in football this week. It was a shootout. It was a shootout. Uh, Devontae Freeman, you know, I he had the game that I knew he was capable of. Yep. I think... This is the high point. I think you sell them for what it's worth. Cardinals have an awful, awful defense. Freeman will not do better than this the rest of the season. Sell him if you can. He got two touchdowns in this game. Use that as your yeah, selling point. Touchdowns too. Yeah, he just he does not look good. <laughs> you know? yep. The stat line looks amazing. He I don't think he played well. The Cardinals just played that bad. Yeah. So try to sell him if you can. Austin Hooper is awesome you now apparently game from him because yeah oh yeah Cardinals, Cardinals are just terrible atrocious. against tight end but Austin Hooper yeah. never a tight end this year and yeah. if yeah if you yeah. drafted him congratulations you are what's the saying in the land of the blind the one-eyed man is king and uh you know Austin yeah. Hooper is the guy with one eye and he's the king of the blind. Uh-huh. So congratulations to Austin Hooper owners. Julio Jones disappointed a little bit, but still had over 100 yards. Excited to yep. see that. Calvin Ridley still makes it happen. This is Falcons, what I expect from the Falcons this is good. Yeah, this yep. is the Falcons offense we were looking for. Uh, apparently Dan Quinn, the head coach for the Falcons, is on the hot seat yes. coaching-wise. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects things. 
offense is clicking, defense is not. We'll yeah. see how that turns out. Yeah, they're going to the Cardinals. They're oh, going to yeah. try to score a lot of points, but they're playing the Rams next week. Who they got a chance? Honestly, Falcons got a chance to beat the Rams. Oh yeah, the Rams were embarrassed this past week, so I think there's definitely a chance yep. the Falcons can win. Uh, to the Cardinals side of the ball. You know, both you and I, even though we didn't do a preview, we both had a player in common who we yep. thought was going to have a great game. Yep. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray is, I think, one of the players I'm most excited about. He had over 300 yards, three touchdowns, had 32 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. You know, he was the fifth overall quarterback this week. And on the season, he's the number eight fantasy football quarterback. Wow. I think he's only getting better. Yeah. Honestly, you know, that's he, like when you said what Wentz or Murray, I'm going Murray, man. He's he's oh absolutely, he's yeah. He looks comfortable each game. He's getting so much better, uh-huh. and the offense is starting to look competent. So even though the Falcons have a just god awful defense, I think Murray showed a lot of really great skills. Sk- sorry, great skills that yeah. you know really prove he'll be a top flight quarterback moving forward. Yeah, for example, I have him and Aaron Rodgers in a league. Yeah. I think I'm starting Kyler Murray the rest of the season. I agree. Yeah, they're going up against Giants next week. I really like yep, that awesome. matchup. Saints yep. the week after, so that's going to be a little tough. But No, yeah, I really like Murray. He yep. proved he's got the caliber. He's got the skill set. David Johnson looked incredible. Two touchdowns. You know, rushing was fine, 34 yards on 12 carries, but receiving six receptions for 68 yards. If you saw that touchdown catch, there's not a lot of wide receivers that can make that catch. David Johnson is so supremely talented. I think him and Kamara are the two most talented running backs that are also elite receivers. Do you think they're the best receiving running backs in the game? That's another way of saying it, and yes, I do. I would say Chris Carson, because <laughs> Pete Carroll said he had Shut the up. best hands. That Get was a joke, here. because two weeks ago, he almost dropped the game-winning touchdown. Um which is pretty funny. But yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. Kamara, best. David Johnson's definitely up there. I'd put well, and McCaffrey th- there as well. But And this is, oh, you're, you know what? I apologize. Yeah. McCaffrey's definitely in there as well. Yeah. Um, I will say, as good as Kyler Murray is, and I expect him to be rest of season, I don't know, receiving options-wise, who I'd feel comfortable starting. I think yeah. Charlie Kirk, you know, once he gets more healthy, is... <laughs> That's Charlie's cousin. Uh, Christian Kirk. His nickname is Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Kirk. That's a that's a political pundit. <laughs> Christian, oh, Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, I uh, I think once he gets more healthy is someone who can be more productive. Uh-huh. Larry Fitzgerald will continue to be a solid PPR option. Yeah. Certainly nothing outrageous. I don't expect huge production from Fitzgerald. But I think Kirk is someone who can really grow to be his go-to option. Yep. But, yeah, as good as Murray is, there's not a receiver that I think really jumps out. No, no. I, I think Fitzgerald's going to be decently consistent. Nothing huge uh, for him. And then uh, Charlie Kirk has been uh, <laughs> he's been struggling with an injury. So Old Chuck. Old Chuck. Good old Chuck Kirk. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think that sums that up. Yep. The next game we have to look at is the San Francisco undefeated 49ers undefeated. who just what? absolutely demolished the Rams. 
Let's start with the 49ers yeah. because that's much more happy. It, Jimmy it, G got it done. Yeah. Best game manager in the NFL. Yep. Tevin Coleman, you know, welcome back. back. 45 yards and a touchdown. Uh-huh. Matt Burita, you know, not a great stat line, Still but involved. he's a fine flex. Still involved heavily. Uh, Coleman had 18 carries. Burita had 13. But Coleman's getting the red zone opportunity, yeah. which makes him the more valuable running that back. That was going to be my question. Who do you like better? But I think it's pretty obvious. I, I could sense it. Yeah. Yep, it is Coleman. Yeah. Uh, I think Burita's the better running back, but Tevin Coleman's the red zone, and that makes him more valuable. Yeah, the opportunity. Yeah. George Kittle had a great week, uh-huh. over 100 yards receiving. Oh, man. Other than that, you know, receiving options, not all that excited by on the 49ers. Uh, Kittle's their number one receiver. Even though he's a tight end, he's their top receiver. And it's going to be their rushing game. This team is kind of taking a, a page out of the Mike Zimmer playbook of the running them into the ground and utilizing one wide receiver yep. or one, one receiving, receiving option, option yeah, to exactly. get it done in the air. And it's working. You know, they're undefeated. I expect this to continue. Uh-huh. Even though they have playmaking receivers, I don't think they're going to rely on them that heavily. I don't think they want to push their luck with Jimmy G. I think they're going to follow the recipe of run them into the ground if it ain't uh, broke. and get it done with defense. Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So they're going to be – I think we're going to expect the same thing going forward. Yeah, uh, Jared Goff had a hugely disappointing week. 78 yards throwing and lost a fumble. If you started him like some people did, let's just say you started him in a two-quarterback league, he got you one point, which was less than fun. So, you know, it's... It was a really rough game. I don't know how much of this is Rams and how much of it is 49ers defense. They have one of the worst O-line situations in football. Yeah, I think them and the Browns are suffering from the worst O-lines so far this season. And I don't think Goff is good enough in the pocket to escape it. Yeah. You know, he's no Russell Wilson. So, you know, they did make a trade earlier today uh, to try to fix that. Um, they got an O-lineman from the Browns, ironically. Yeah, that's pretty but, funny. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm curious to see how they turn out. We can definitely talk about more during the preview, but they look bad. They looked outmatched, discombobulated. It really was the 49ers defense crushing the Rams. Um, Ty Gurley was out. Malcolm Brown did not impress. Daryl Henderson did not impress. Brandon Cooks disappeared oh, entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Cooper Cup only had 17 yards, and Robert Woods you know, rushed for a touchdown. Yeah. So it, it, a day to forget for sure. I think it really shows how much they rely on Todd Gurley. Honestly, this yeah. is the, the team, this is not a good team without Todd Gurley. Right. No, and I agree with you. Um, so I'm curious to see how that shakes up. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers who in an upset beat the LA Chargers. Uh, this was a it, really strange game. an upset anymore. I mean, the Chargers are really not doing well this season. <laughs> I mean, they lost to the Broncos the previous week. Yeah, uh, it's it's really. I'm not sure if it if it's an upset anymore. They're both two and four now. So I, I feel like the Chargers are kind of the Vikings of the West. Yeah, yeah, that's, just high ex, high expectations and just really let people down. Can't wait to see what's going to happen um, when they match up later this season. Well, the difference is the Vikings actually have fans. Oh, uh, so let's let's break down the Steelers first. James Conner finally had a good game. Yeah. Two touchdowns. He was a number one running back in fantasy yeah. this week. 
he was great, but he did leave the game with an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have James Conner, you are going to need whoever the backup is. Right yeah. now, I believe it's Benny Snell. So if you own James Conner, even if you don't, you might want to invest in a handcuff because James Conner has proven he's not the most durable of running yeah, backs. Yeah, it is Benny Snell. Um, James Conner had 16 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Benny Snell, 17 carries, 75 yards. So Yeah, no, and whoever it is, yeah. the Steelers, they make their running back have value. So whoever their starter is, I want him. Juju, disappointing week. Um, you know, this is the new look Steelers. Yeah. So I, I'm really worried about Juju if I have him. I'm worried about Juju, Vance, all of them. Yeah. All of them except yeah, Connor, it's, which it's concerning. It's who we, it's what we predicted, you know, after, you know, big Ben's injury, we said the value drops a lot in Juju and Vance and just a little for James Connor. But I, you know, the Steelers did play their third string quarterback, which we know. Yeah, and then when Mason Rudolph got hurt, we said, this has it's, a bad effect it's on everybody. Really, it's dropping <laughs> even lower. So, yeah, Devlin Hodges just did enough to get the win against the uh, the Chargers. So, yeah. Uh, and speaking of Chargers, yeah. this was a shocking development because Hunter Henry, welcome back. Yeah. Uh, suddenly became becomes the number one tight end. Uh huh. <laughs> Over a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Yep. Wow. Yeah, he was on the waivers in a lot of leagues. If you picked him up, congratulations. You have a top five tight end immediately. Yeah, looks great. Austin Eckler looked bad. Melvin Gordon looked bad. bad. I don't don't understand that. Yeah, not good. Pittsburgh Steelers do have a legit defense, so that does make a little bit of sense. You know, Melvin Gordon was the person I predicted to struggle this game, and he did. I moving forward, I am still starting Gordon over Eckler, but I do still think Eckler has standalone value moving yeah. forward. Yeah, I it, think it was just a bad game. It was weird because Eckler was performing really well without Melvin Gordon, and then Melvin Gordon comes back, and neither of them do good at all. Yeah, I mean that's not surprising. They're, they're splitting work. Yeah, they're just both looking like just watching them. They're just not looking good. So yeah, I don't know. It's just disappointing uh, game, except. For Hunter Henry. So, Philip Rivers, not too bad. 320 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, but kind of what you expect from Philip Rivers. Uh, Mike Williams, yeah. though? Do you like him? No. No? No, I don't. You know, I, I might just be blind to Mike Williams. I just don't like him. I think he's injury prone. I think he's too much of a roller coaster. I'll give you that. I think Keenan Allen's the only receiving option I want as far as wide receivers. But Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, I think that sums it up. I yep. don't think there's enough pie left over for Mike Williams. Um, yeah, I, I might be that. wrong. I might be wrong. I'll own that. But, you know, yeah. so it goes. Uh, the final game we're going to preview is, I think, the one that's most depressing to it's me got a lot as a of, Packer fan. Got a lot of controversy. Yeah, so we'll go Detroit Lions loss yep. against the Green Bay Packers. Let's start with the Lions. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford didn't look great. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, started out hot. I thought it was going to be a huge game for Stafford. Cooled off right away. Yeah. Let's talk about the bright spots. Carrion Johnson got it done. 34 yards and a touchdown. Yep. If you started him, you're happy. Kenny Galladay is turning into one of the top receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Five receptions for 121 yards. I think he's a every week locked and loaded wide receiver one. Absolutely. I agree. 
here's a question for you. Yeah. Keenan Allen or Kenny Galladay, rest of the way? Keenan Allen. Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Wow. That's a tough okay. one. That was that a really a tough, tough one. one. But that's the realm we're looking at now with yeah. Kenny Galladay. So he's, I like he's it. around that level of, of Mike Evans. Yeah. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, the stat line looks bad. Four receptions for yeah. 21 yards. He had a touchdown in his hands. He had it locked in his arms. Yep. When he fell, the ball dislodged and he dropped it. That mistake. Very much so. Yeah. So I actually really like TJ Hawkinson. I think when it comes to tight ends, I think he's a top 10 tight end. He is getting those red zone looks. He just is yeah. having those little rookie mistakes. This game would look very differently if he had a touchdown. You know, if, in this landscape, if you're a tight end and you catch a touchdown, you're a top 10 tight end. That's all you need. <laughs> top 10 That's tight end. really all yeah. you need. So I actually really like TJ. You know, he had that amazing week one, and he's really yep. cooled off since then. I think he's going to be a top 10 tight end rest of season. Right. I shockingly really like him. So if he's available and you need somebody, I think he can do a lot worse than TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, yeah, I agree, especially if you got, you know, tight end that just got injured, Will Disley, or if you got a bye week with your tight end, Hawkinson won't be a bad pickup. I, I think I'm less excited about him as you are. I don't see a top 10 finish for Hawkinson this year. I see top 15, possibly top 12. Wow. I, I'm i not going to make you do this yeah. because it would be a waste of everybody's time. There I would can. like to see you make the list of 10 tight ends you like more than TJ Hawkinson. I can do it right now. Let's hear it, yes. Austin Hooper, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Evan Ingram. I still like Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Greg Olson, um, wrong delaney walker wrong uh i need one more hang on hang on hang on weak wait for it darren fells you it, oh hunter uh, henry hunter henry i take back darren fells putting in hunter henry <laughs> yeah you know i think i think hawkinson has just as good of a chance as delaney walker or greg olson to be in the top 10 yeah so i wanted to say like, jason witten just to make you upset but i don't believe that <laughs> yeah no i i think tj hawkinson is a yeah. top top 10 i think he could be top eight we'll it's, see it's possible it's possible that he could be top 10 yeah um you know over to the green bay Packers side of the ball yeah oh uh, uh are you familiar with the spongebob uh, spongebob whoa there wow, you, go. you can make it spongebob episode where they play a very tiny violin yes that's how I feel about this Packers team. I agree. I am so happy they're, you know, they're winning games. It's not pretty, <laughs> but they're they're winning I games. They're five and one. But I, here's the thing: I was so high on this team coming into the season yeah. for fantasy football, and it has let me down in every single way. Here's and I'll break it down. Part. I'll break it down. Yeah, let's hear. You it. predicted so on our website. You can see our predictions that we made before the season started. Uh, we predicted the record of each team. For some reason, you picked Packers going 15-1. And, and the and sad they part, the they sad be, part <laughs> is they still have a chance. They should be 7-0. That Philly game was bullcrap. But that's all right. Whatever. Yeah. They should have been. You're predicting. <laughs> they have an extra win. You're predicting the future for next week. No. they sh- Okay. This is a whole separate tangent. The Packers should be 6-0. They nah. freaking should have beat the Eagles. Nah. Anyway, the let's break down this. Beat the Packers if we want to get into that. 
Anyway, so yeah, let's break it down. Aaron yeah. Rodgers amazingly still had a, a decent had a stat game. line. 283 yards passing, two touchdowns. The interception was bogus. His receiver, who they picked up at a speedway <laughs> on their way to the game, hit his feet, popped up, got intercepted. That's not Rodgers' fault. Here's what sucks for the Packers. They, I think, might have the worst wide receiver core in football right now. Uh, with Devontae Adams being out, it is just the most sickening group of receivers I've ever seen. Wow. MVS is garbage. Wow. And, okay. I'm coming in hot. Coming I'm so hot. sorry. But you're coming but in with the same money heat as I did with Kirk Cousins this a couple is the, weeks ago. No, this is more valid. This is the <laughs> truth. MVS is not a good football player. He has no. a lot of raw material. This He should be amazing this season. He gets so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. I saw so many drops from him this week. There were more drops by MVS than there are types of diabetes. That should That's, I can not count two be. <laughs> exactly. He had more two. than two drops. That's too, too many for drops. <laughs> yeah, so that's devastating. Yeah. If A lot of people were really high in MVS, myself included. I dropped him two weeks ago. Yep. I'm glad I did. I'm not looking back. A lot of people picked him up this past week because they saw an opportunity you made the wrong decision, my friend. Yeah. Drop him. He is not worth a headache. Every once in a while, you get those really beautiful plays where he breaks off a 50-yard touchdown. It's not worth it. That's a that's a roller coaster you will never be on the right yeah. side of. Um, you know, Geronimo Allison, holy hell. Same problem. Kept dropping it. Bad receiver. Yep. He had a better stat line, but he left the game yeah, with... Yeah, he con- got injured. Yeah, he left the game with a concussion. That was after he dropped everything. So I would have felt better if he would have dropped everything after the concussion. Oh, it was Allison. Yeah, no, just those are his top two receivers. Jake Kumaro was their most reliable option. Disgusting. So I I am just devastated with this Packers offense. I know I'm explaining a little too much in detail, but it's important to bring up. This is a main storyline. This Packers offense, it it isn't the fantasy golden pot that people were expecting it to be. Everything got flipped upside down, even the run game too. Yeah, no, it's terrible. So Devontae Adams, when he's healthy, he is a top five receiver. He will be featured. Aaron Rodgers must just be trying to keep this PG-13, but he must be getting excited yeah. <laughs> when Devonta Adams is playing. Yep. There's no other receiver on this team I would play. Uh, Jimmy Graham. You were, oh, my you God. Were can you drop him. more? No. Can you drop more footballs? How many balls were dropped this game? Holy crap. <laughs> it is like a middle school boys choir. <laughs> so many balls dropped. I I was so angry. Jimmy Graham should have had a touchdown. Um, You know when you're starting when you're streaming tight ends, you're hoping for a touchdown. I had to stream Jimmy Graham, and when he dropped that touchdown, you're donezo. I am done with you, Jimmy Graham. I was keeping up with this game, and the entire time I'm like, oh, I can just see, I just see your reaction, just freaking out, livid. Yeah, no, that game. Anyway, that game was. Just as sad as Mason Crosby's Lambo leap. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. But it wins a win. The last piece of info we should dissect from this really sad victory is the running game. Yeah. Aaron Jones coming off of the biggest game of his career, yep. four touchdowns, franchise record. 
What? Speaking of drops! <laughs> Speaking of drops! <laughs> drops a wide open touchdown. Yeah. Hits him in the hands, falls over. Horribly embarrassing. He's not up on that list of top receiving running backs. Yeah, he's not that, on that didn't list. Didn't make that list. Uh, after that embarrassing drop, they gave it over to Jamal yep. Williams, who performed really, really well. Uh, scored a touchdown. 104 so, yards. Rushing yards, too. I mean, this is good. a good rushing offense. Yeah. They're changing their identity as a team. Oh, gosh. Yeah, if you have Jones, you're still starting him, but it's a split that I don't particularly feel Would good about. Would you trade Jones at the moment right now? It, it depends what you're getting for okay. him. Uh, I think Jones is still going to be a top 15 running back, so I'm not selling him for peanuts. Yeah. But if I get a trade where it's comparable, I could be tempted to trade him. So would um, you do Derrick Henry? Yes. Philip Lindsay? Josh yeah. Jacobs? Yes. One more. Marlon Mack? Yes. Right. Yep, I would. Um, those situations aren't a split. Uh, and that's kind of the main yeah. differentiator with that. Um, so in summation... Packers, no longer the Packers of old. I'm benching Aaron Rodgers. He's yep. not an automatic start anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams is the only receiving option I would start in this offense. And whoever they choose as a running back is going to be a highly productive runner. You just don't know who it's going you don't know who it's gonna be. Yeah. So very sad. Happy the Packers are winning. Devastated with their fantasy outlook. Weird, weird world. That's is it yeah. with our recap of the games? Let's end it with our glads versus sads. Mm-hmm. And there's some players that we have in common. Oh, really? So we'll try to try to make it okay. even here. So I'll start. We'll start with players who made me glad yeah. this week. Curtis Samuel. Finally, this person I've been pushing for six weeks finally gets it done. Two touchdowns, seventy yards. Looked fast and had a great catch. You know, I think he is the better receiver on this offense. Mm-hmm. If he continues to get targets, I think he's going to continue to make good things happen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of receivers, I got Robbie Anderson, five receptions, 125 yards, and a touchdown this last week. Uh, we were super excited with Sam Darnold coming back, and uh, this is what happens. Number seven uh, wide receiver this week. Kyler Murray, yeah. great game. Over 340 passing yards, 30 rushing yards, three passing touchdowns. Going into this game, the Cardinals have had one of the worst red zone um, completion rates in the NFL. And he was still, he's the number eight quarterback in fantasy football so far season long. And that's with the Cardinals being atrocious in the red zone, which is ironic because they're the Cardinals and they literally call it the red zone. zone. Hilarious, but beside the point. So... There's gonna there I knew there's gonna be positive regression. Um, with that, they will be more effective in the red yeah. zone. I think it started last week. Mm-hmm. You know, he performed so well against the Falcons. I think he's gonna be a top eight. You know, he's top eight right now. I think he finishes as a top eight. I agree. Could even go as high as top yeah. five. You know, if he really starts to explore this rushing component of his game, that's what could be enough to push him over the edge. I love Kyler Murray. Give me some yeah, of him. I agree. I'm there's a chance he could finish top five. I mean, there's two out of the three players that we predicted in our top three quarterbacks are not making it, and that's Andrew Luck and Aaron Jones. So, Or not Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. Um, mm-hmm. Next player I got, I think you have him as well, Hunter Henry. Oh, mm-hmm. you don't have him. But uh, hopefully you're still happy for him. 100 yards, two touchdowns, 
Uh, he's back, and we really we we talked about him earlier in the season. We'd like his opportunity in the red zone, and he's got it. So I, I know a lot of people after the game ended, it said he had ninety nine yards. A lot of people really upset about that. Stat corrected to a hundred. So even uh, even more happy about that. Yeah, I don't think anybody was unhappy uh, about that. I think that was literally just you. Except for I was I was unhappy about that. I mean, if you got Hunter Henry ninety nine yards and you're down by a couple points and then boom got bumped up to a hundred and then you win the game. It's got to happen to at least one wow. other person listening. If you're playing in a league that does not use decimal yeah. scoring, join a different league. That's um, but no, I'm with you. That is a good pickup, Hunter Henry. Awesome, welcome yep. back. My final glad of the week was Chris Godwin. Uh-huh. You know, he is a legitimate wide receiver one. And even in a game where Jameis Winston had five turnovers and looked like garbage, he had 12 targets and over 150 yards. That is some straight up gangster shiz. Give me some Chris Godwin. I love it. Wide receiver one. Uh, like we discussed, if you can trade for him, absolutely do yeah. it because people still don't see him as elite but his production certainly is get up on that bandwagon. Give me some Godwin. All right. Uh, let's move on <laughs> to the sads. Um, I got Jared Goff. Yeah, no, I share that one with you. So I am right there yeah. on the sad train with you. Just less than a hundred yards passing. Uh, I think 76, that whole team is just, just struggling. 78 yards. I'm sorry. 13 for 24, 78 yards. Just not a not a good game. I mean, yeah. none of his wide receivers performed. No, actually, I should just say no one performed on that team. Well, here's some advice for you, and I'll put it in the form of a rhyme. Get okay. off Goff. Nice. Enough said. Yep. Enough said. Uh, my sad is the Packers offense. Oh, my Lord, could it be any more frustrating? <laughs> Happy for the team. Just yep. like I said, my heart is broken. It used to be such a goldmine for fantasy football. No more. Rodgers is a backup. I I think he's outside the top 10, at least in my rankings for the time being. Ugh, it feels gross, but it has to be done. Have to play with my brain, not my heart. Packers offense, you made me sad this week. Uh, I got Derrick Henry, uh, kind of along with the Tennessee Titans offense as a whole, their whole quarterback situation, Tannehill, Mariota. Uh, Derrick Henry, 15 carries, so... You know, he got a ton of touches. Couldn't do anything with it, though. 28 yards. Um, just the entire Titans offense was just terrible. At least score any amount of points, please. Yeah, no, they did literally as bad as you could do. You can't get yeah, negative I points. Mean, so the zero is uh, the biggest middle finger to your yeah, fans you can come up That was with. The, the second uh, team to lay a goose egg this season along with the Miami Dolphins. That's not good company. No. Uh, my final sad player of the week is Alvin Kamara, 31 rushing yards, 35 receiving. That is a whopping six points in fantasy football yep. or a 6.6 if you play decimal, scoring like a sophisticated gentleman or gentlewoman. Is he playing yep. hurt? He did not look like himself. What is it, man? I don't like it. I don't like seeing Kamara play like that. Something seems off. I'm not too worried about it. I'm just going to hope it was a one-week thing. But if he struggles again, I think that raises some serious questions. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm doing an audible on my last pick, changing it to Josh Gordon. Okay. I am just disappointed. I was super excited for him this season. He got hurt, so 
It's kind of a jerk he did move. Get, he did get hurt, but it's it's honestly, it's not only this week, but it's the entire season. You are it's being a Richard. Got, he's only got one touchdown this entire season. I originally put Tyler Boyd down, um, if you wanted to know, but just dis, just a disappointing <laughs> season. Someone I had super high hopes for. Um <laughs> Pun yeah, intended. Nothing. Yep. Pun intended. Oh, I didn't even. That was an accident. <laughs> so you're saying his season has it. gone up in smoke? It's gone up in smoke. Yeah. It's gone up in smoke. 287 yards and a touchdown this season. 20 receptions. Yeah. It's just not what I expected from him. So yeah, you know. Hopefully, you get better. You're having to go through the weeds. Better. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Blazing glory. Yeah. We gotta cut. We gotta cut it. Gotta cut it. We gotta stop before. Yep. Before we uh, think of some more jokes. Fair enough. You know, that sums up our week six recap. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. If you like us, if you hate us, whatever the case may be, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening. Thank you for listening. You know, we appreciate it. We don't like to toot our own horn, but so far, so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for visiting our website as well. Again, don't forget to ask us some questions. See you next time for the preview. Have a terrific rest of your week.